Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey of the mind, body, and soul. This is not just another podcast. It's a sanctuary of wisdom, resilience, and growth. In a world that never stops, we pause here. We dive deep into the inner workings of the human experience, exploring the profound, the practical, and the profoundly practical. Join me as I uncover the secrets to unlocking your potential, embracing mindfulness, and living life with intention. From the power of presence to the art of purpose, this podcast is your compass and the path to self-mastery. Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and enlightened. It's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. Today I want to talk about my fitness pillar. Fitness to me is more than just physical fitness. It's more than just physical aptitude. It's more than just how your physical body is manifested through space. It's also mental. It's your mental resilience. It's your adaptability to stressful situations. It's your ability to process and deal with acute stress and those tough scenarios that you find yourself in life. It's your ability to process and triumph over your darkness. It's my belief that your physical body and the way you treat yourself physically is a, has a direct, quantifiable, proportional correlation to how you feel mentally. I know this firsthand because I have lived my life on both sides of the spectrum. You see, I spent most of my life, most of my young life and most of my, my adult life being incredibly unhealthy. There was a point in my life where I was addicted to nicotine, I smoked cigarettes, I was addicted to booze, I was a full-blown alcoholic at one point in my life. I was morbidly obese, pushing 260 pounds. Physically inactive, I was sedentary, I would sit on my ass and play video games. And those were the darkest points of my life. Those were the points in my life where I was the most mentally unwell that I have ever been in my entire freaking life. And it wasn't until I started fixing my physical fitness and addressing that sedentary lifestyle and addressing all of those vices and addictions that I started to actually feel better in my mind. And that's why fitness is one of my six foundational pillars because it has been so fundamentally life-changing for me. I would say it was probably one of the most impactful things that I've done for my life. And it was one of the most obvious things because physical fitness is a pretty easy thing to do when you think about how you can do it literally anywhere. It doesn't take a lot of resources. It just takes a lot of personal accountability. And that's what the key was for me is eliminating that victim mindset that I had lived in my life for so long, a victim to my circumstances, blaming everything else in the world for all of my problems, that it took that level of accountability to work out every single day and to evaluate what I was putting in my mouth and realizing that food was more fuel than it was an emotional coping mechanism like I was using for so long as I got fatter and fatter. 
But a lot of this ties back into earlier history in my childhood. I was fat my entire childhood. And again, maybe it was a coping mechanism from childhood trauma. I don't know. But there was a point in my life around fourth grade where I started to really put on the weight because I would come home from school and I would stuff snacks into my mouth and become sedentary as I watched TV and movies after school and eating processed food. I became fat because I remember periods in my life in my young childhood where I started to become self-conscious about the way I looked that I was embarrassed for most of my life up until this year actually to take my shirt off in front of people and it's something I'm embarrassed to admit but I was very very self-conscious and embarrassed to take my shirt off in people in front of people including my own wife even after we were married unless it was dark I was uncomfortable taking my shirt off how demasculating as a man is that? How much lack of self-confidence and self-esteem do you have to have in yourself where you're embarrassed to take your own shirt off in front of your wife? Rewinding back to childhood, I remember being made fun of a lot. I was called all the names. Fat boy, fat kid, bitch tits. Those things scarred me. Those things made me self-conscious. So I carried that weight off and on throughout childhood. There were a couple periods in high school where I dropped weight, but I would always put it back on because I never really took care of myself. And then I also started smoking cigarettes. I became addicted to nicotine. Then I started utilizing alcohol and became a full-blown alcoholic in my 20s and into my early 30s. Food, junk food, sedentary lifestyle, like I said, enter in my career in public safety and all of those things became even worse they became things that i was using to leverage against the pain and the suffering and the anguish that i felt inside the depression the anxiety the symptoms of traumatic stress i was using all of those vices and addictions to leverage against that pain and to make myself quote unquote feel better temporarily to soothe myself vices and addictions including the overconsumption of electronic media, pornography, things that are designed to keep us trapped within our own minds, trapped within our own personal hells that we create for ourselves in our life, that are designed to keep us from living our true purpose, living our highest potential, because they keep us suppressed. They deplete ourselves, they deplete us of the dopamine in those positive neurotransmitters that are supposed to be reserved for life, to living, to building, to, to wanting to do great things. I found myself becoming more dulled. Everything in life just seemed a shade of gray. Everything was muted like the volume was muffled in life. All of these vices and addictions were leading me to a place of darkness. And they were keeping me there. And that's the insidious thing of those vices and addictions is that when you're in them, when you're using them, you think that they're working. You think that they're somehow creating a circumstance for yourself that you are feeling better or that you're less depressed or you're less anxious, that you have less of those self-limiting beliefs and those fears. But that's the tricky part is that it's, it's all lies. Those vices and addictions, they're, they're like the devil's voice whispering in your mind. They're manipulating you into believing a falsehood. So fitness came to me in the form of realizing slowly over time 
mainly after my first son was born, that I needed to start addressing some of those things in my life because they were not serving me. And by not serving me, they were creating a scenario in my life where I wasn't able to serve other people. I wasn't able to serve those people that I promised to serve on their worst day. How was I supposed to perform if I was morbidly obese and would get winded walking up a staircase? How was I supposed to educate people on the morbidity and mortality and the risks of diabetes and heart disease and heart attack and stroke when I myself was a walking billboard of what a health disaster was? So the first thing I tackled was getting rid of nicotine and slowly weaning myself off of that. And I slowly started to methodically quit every single vice and addiction that had consumed me. I turned it into a game. I turned it into the fact that none of these things were going to control me any longer because I was going to have control over my life and my station and my status and the direction that I wanted to head in. That I wasn't going to let these things take control of me any longer. And don't get me wrong, it was a hellacious trail up until this point today. Quitting every single one of those vices and addictions. And not only quitting them, but maintaining that high degree of discipline and resilience to never go back to those things again. Because I realized that the person I was when I was dependent and addicted to those things was not the type of individual that I ever wanted to be again that I ever wanted to serve as that husband or that father to my wife and kids or to serve as that firefighter paramedic that I go out into my career and serve other people as so in 2019 my first real eye-awakening experience was finding a guy named Wim Hof and most people have heard of Wim Hof by now he's pretty Famous in the self-development and biohacking space. He is one of the pioneers of bringing cold water, cold water immersion and breath work to the forefront of popular culture. And not only that, but he's also actually had some peer-reviewed scientific data and uh, studies performed on his methods, which are very interesting. But I started watching this guy on YouTube and then I started doing more research into cold water immersion and reading about all the benefits, theoretical benefits that it had for people as far as reducing all sorts of inflammatory diseases, prevention of possibly preventing cancer and heart disease. But not only that, but the cognitive benefits that you would get from these, these cold water immersion therapies as far as reducing anxiety, depression, and how it was transforming people's lives. So I was pretty intrigued because if I could do that and not have to get invested into taking all sorts of pharmaceuticals that have secondary and tertiary side effects, then why wouldn't I look into that? Because at the end of the day, cold water is free. So I slowly started to integrate the cold water into my life. I started with the showers at first. I would just take my normal hot shower and after I was done, I would turn the water all the way on cold and I would just stand there for as long as I could, initially like 30 seconds max. And this eventually built myself up to a few minutes. And I was starting to notice that it was having these massive effects on my mental health. And then I started to incorporate the breath work into it. And that was having immense 
positive effects and improvements in my mental health and reduction of my day-to-day anxiety and my brain fog and, and just that general feeling of grayness that I would feel. So the cold water immersion and the breath work for me were the, the core tenets to what I started building my physical fitness pillar on. I slowly graduated to taking actual ice baths outside. Went to Tractor Supply, picked up a $200 stock tank, and I keep it full of water. And up here in New England, it's super easy to keep cold water in uh, the wintertime. In the winter months, my water stays a nice brisk 32, 33 degrees, just, just either under freezing or above freezing. And I spend two minutes in that as many times a week as I can. I try to hit that 10-minute mark, 10-minute cumulative throughout the week. And I tell you what, whenever I don't take the ice bath, I notice a very tangible difference in the way I feel mentally and physically. That when I force myself to get into the cold water, it absolutely changes the way I feel. My anxiety decreases. My just generalized level of day-to-day depression decreases. I don't feel all those nasty symptoms of PTSD as intensely. My inflammation goes down. My back pain that I've suffered with chronically my entire life has gone from the baseline of like a 7 or an 8 to either non-existent to a 2, maybe. My joints feel better. After that, I started just focusing on all of the other things. Eating clean whole foods, watching what I was putting in my mouth, counting calories, getting my macros dialed into my fitness goals, and really starting to dial in what I was putting in my body. And I stopped snacking. I stopped the late night snacking. And I really tried to reduce the amount of junk food I was putting in my body. Working out four to five times a week. Lifting heavy things. Doing cardio. Hitting all those things. I started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And that has been absolutely life-changing for me. Jiu-Jitsu literally saved my life. And it's a super cliche story. You hear it all the time where it's almost corny at this point. But Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has provided me an outlet in life. It has provided me a place where I feel welcomed. I feel like I belong. It gives me a group of like-minded individual savages who like to get together, choke each other out, try to break your limbs off, wrestle. But at the end of it, you fist bump, you high five, and it's like a giant family. It's so primal. And it's exactly what I needed in that time in my life, that point in my life. That has helped me absolutely drop a ton of weight. The fat has been melting off of me since I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu two years ago. So anyone ever contemplating starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I couldn't recommend it enough. I was terrified to walk through those doors for the first time as a mid-30s-year-old man, looking back on it, it's kind of embarrassing how much fear I had, how much self-doubt and self-limiting beliefs that I almost talked myself out of going through those doors the first time. I remember parking my car, I grabbed my bag, and I was walking up to the doors, and I stood there, and I looked up at the sign, and I said, what the F are you doing, dude? Just go home. But I didn't. I grabbed that doorknob, and I walked up those stairs, and I threw myself into it. It's such a metaphor for life. All of those fears and those self-limiting beliefs we have constantly throughout our life, that voice inside of our head that says we're not good enough, we don't have enough experience, nobody's going to care about what we have to say, nobody's going to care about what we have to offer, it doesn't mean jack. 
that facing that fear and leaning into that discomfort and grabbing that doorknob and walking up the stairs is the right move in life. And that's where you make the true growth. That's where you triumph over your darkness. That's where you transcend to your highest true potential. Because on the other side of that discomfort, on the other side of that fear, is that thing you're looking for, is that growth. Supplementation for me has been huge. Daily supplementation, getting all of that stuff dialed in. And the other massive thing I've done in the last year is I got my hormones in check. That was one of the things that I struggled with for years. And I never knew it was a problem until I started doing research on men who get into their mid-30s, especially first responders, people in healthcare, people who are in professions that expose them to high levels of acute stress over long periods of time, careers that constantly are messing up their circadian rhythm, their sleep schedules, and exposing them to massive amounts of cortisol in their bodies because of the constant adrenaline dump and the constant stress that there is a huge decrease in testosterone in men. So I remember it was 2021, I believe. It was, I went into my yearly physical at my PCP, and I was curious about all of these symptoms I was experiencing. Just constant fatigue. I was having a hard time getting rid of a bunch of body fat, even though I was starting to adjust my life and started to work out and try to get my diet dialed in, I was still fat. I was still obese. I was having brain fog, just couldn't get my thoughts right. I always just felt like there were wires that just weren't connecting or that there was this gray, hazy fog that was surrounding my mind and it was preventing me from really truly being able to think, to focus, and to concentrate. And mood swings and just depressive episodes. And I just felt like I couldn't get out of my way. That I was just having a hard time being motivated to do things. Or just have that gestalt, that vitality for life. So I got my testosterone checked through my PCP. The labs came back. And I was like 30 to 40 points above what they considered normal. On the low end. Which is like. I think it's 250 or something like that. Don't quote me, but it's in the 200s. I was, it was between 20 to 40 points above normal baseline. And the top end goes all the way up to a thousand. So I had heard kind of horror stories from the interwebs and all of the research I had done up to that point with testosterone and, and PCPs. And they were all true because my PCP looked at my number and he said, well, you know, your, uh, your numbers are normal. And I was like, well, Doc, I don't feel normal. I'm feeling all of these symptoms. And he refused to treat my decreased testosterone because it technically fell within the normal range. And that's one of the problems with the modern medical community when it comes to endocrinology and hormone levels is that if you go to your primary care physician, who's a general practitioner usually, or a nurse practitioner, that practice usually family medicine or something non-specific to endocrinology and hormones. They're going to look at your levels, and if they fall within that bracket, that range, even if they're five points above normal, they're going to more than likely not uh, refer you to any sort of hormone treatment or hormone replacement. 
And that's what happened to me. So I left frustrated, knowing that my testosterone was essentially tanked. And I set on the path for a year to try to increase my testosterone naturally. So I listened to all of the Andrew Huberman stuff. I listened to all the podcasts, read all the articles on all of the ways you could try to increase your testosterone naturally. Everything from sunning your butthole to grounding with the earth to eating clean whole foods, no preservatives, no food colorings, all of these things, getting rid of fluoride, to taking all sorts of supplements, Tonga Ali and Fedoja Agrestis and all of these natural testosterone boosting supplements. And I really focused on my physical fitness and working out and getting my cardio and training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and doing all of these things right every single day for a year. So my next yearly appointment comes up and I was all excited. I was like, dude, I totally have probably increased my testosterone by a lot, but I was still feeling symptomatic. I was still not feeling my best, but I was feeling better, but not quite there yet. So my testosterone comes back and it's a hundred points higher than it was. Give or take, maybe a little bit less. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. And I was like, huh, I've done all of these things for the last year. I've done everything right, but I'm still feeling like garbage and my hormone levels, my testosterone is still not optimized to where it could be. So from there, I went back home and did some more research on ways I could get hormone replacement therapy. And I realized I was just going to have to pay out of pocket. This wasn't going to be something that my PCP was willing to refer me to. So I ended up getting hooked up with a hormone replacement therapy company. And now I'm on TRT. And I've been on it for nine months now, and my testosterone's optimized. And I tell you what, dudes, if you've been suffering from those things, brain fog, the confusion, the just the lack of vitality in life, the low libido, all of that stuff, TRT has been a game changer for me. And I tried doing all the natural ways. They just, they just didn't work for me. I've been able to put on a lot of muscle mass. I've been able to, to just have the fat melt off me with focus on the diet and the exercise. I've been able to train harder, train more, train, train more frequently. Not only that, but it has given me a vitality for life where I have gotten more done in my life and built more in my life in the last nine months than I have in my entire life. TRT afforded me the ability to Live a life that I didn't think was possible with a whole new renewed sense of positivity and just that want to get shit done attitude. I mean, I started the business and built the mindfulness medic and have launched everything in my life up until this point because of it. So physical fitness, mental fitness, those are two of the most critical things we can do for ourselves in our life if we want to improve our mental health increase our mental resilience, to increase our adaptability to stress, and to just put ourselves in that mindset where we want to build and we want to transcend and we want to do those things to live our highest potential in order to live our true purpose in life. Because in order to triumph over our darkness, we must be set up and have established in our lives that high degree of fitness. So it gives us that ability to fight against it. Because that darkness is always going to be there in life. There's always going to be that invisible force that's trying to drag us down. 
that's trying to keep us suppressed, that's trying to keep us down and trapped in our own minds, trapped inside that own personal hell that we create for ourselves inside our own minds. That darkness that's those self-limiting beliefs, those fears, those judgments, that voice that tells us we're not good enough, the depressions, the anxieties, the traumas, those things that keep us locked down. The mental resilience built through fitness gives you the ability to fight against that darkness continually throughout your life. It gives you that power to fight against that darkness and to reach for the light above because that darkness is always going to be there. That's the thing we need to realize. It doesn't go away. This is a lifetime thing. This is a lifetime journey that once you open up that can of self-improvement, growth, transformation in your life and recognizing those things, those deficiencies you've had, you realize those darknesses for what they are. They're always going to be there. They've always been there. You just mask them with vices and addictions and sedentary lifestyles in the VR headset, in the video games, in the TV shows, in the movies, in the trinkets. You've been distracting yourself. The pornography has been destroying your mind and destroying your relationships but once you start to address those things, you realize the darkness was there the whole time and that it's your job in your journey to fight against that darkness and to triumph over it. If I can do it, you can do it. So don't quit. Don't give up. Remember that on the other side of that darkness you're feeling, on the other side of that struggle, on the other side of that suffering, on the other side of that fear, directly on the other side of it is that life that you want is that limitless potential is that joy is that that light is that thing you've been looking for because your entire life you've spent your time frantically searching for the answers out on the horizon and the entire time the keys to all your answers have been inside you the entire time now go unlock it. i want to thank you again for all the support for listening to this episode. If it resonated with you, give it a like, a share, a follow, tell your friends. Also, you can support me by going to mindfulnessmedic.net, picking up a t-shirt, some swag, some stickers, pick up a model bracelet or a journal. It really helps me out. Remember, six pillars, one purpose. And until next time, stay mindful.